Welcome to the Birdhouse. This is your host, Riley Bloomer, and today I welcome back Ron and Beth for the second half of our discussion about the Enneagram personality test. We talk a lot less about the Enneagram and more kind of about everything else during this episode. It was a ton of fun. So yeah, let's get into it. It's a lot of joy in meeting other people, getting to know them. I also like a big feature of sevens is I... Um, and this cuts both ways, but I believe in, I kind of have a view of life and the world, like infinite possibilities, like opportunities. Whitney always laughs because she, I think she's going to write a book one day, and she's like, yeah, and I'm like, you could get a book published? That's not hard. And she's like, okay, Beth. <laughs> it's anything possible. It's a comic book. Anything is possible. Of course you can publish a book. Like, I just see the world as possibility on possibility on possibility. Yeah. And, but also, if you, if I start to feel like people are limiting my options or possibility, then that is, I do not yeah. react in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. I do not like my options being limited by other people. Yeah. I feel very, like, boxed in and get, it's not a good, it's not a healthy well, maybe other people shouldn't try to box you in. Maybe you should learn a healthy response. Right, right. <laughs> okay, what's your average average bad day? Oh, I think I did. I think I said that one first. Oh, right. Yeah. Able to discriminate. Right, right, right. right. Hyperactive. Um, this, this just stood out to me because I just saw this and I thought it was funny. Because I was like, why Why did they do auditions for this website? Mm-hmm. Oh, addictions, overindulgence, and addictions. Response, drinks, alcohol to alter mood, to socialize, and for emotional consolation. Lack of physical activity, bulimia, depression, tobacco, prescription drugs. This is the funny part. Or heroin. This is the funny part. been something that I've been Come on, Jules. 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 Come on,
time to matter. Let's say that what are you prioritizing? My addictions, overstressing the body for recognition, working out to exhaustion, starvation diets, obviously not true, workaholism, excessive intake of coffee, stimulants, amphetamines, cocaine, steroids, or excessive surgery for cosmetic improvement. Oh, we have the same in that way. Yeah. Okay. I have done Botox. You have? I have. Do you still do it? Uh, we do. It's, yeah, we do it every four months. You really like it? Yep. Nice. It came about because... No judgment. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's just a totally different conversation. No, you just, you know, the door opens on itself as you saw. Um, but you also see that, and I mean, I see part of my thing is um, body acceptance, right? Sure. She always wanted Botox, and um, I was like, I'm not paying for Botox. It's outrageous. Very short stint of, and it fades, right? Yeah. And then literally I was in the mirror one day, and I was like, how in the hell did I start to look so old? Ugh, all the crow's feet, obviously my hair is not amazing, you know, and it just everything culminated, there's this self, you know, deprecatory humor. And I was just like, you know what, this is time to get her a Christmas gift. So I went to like lunch, and I was like, let me on her, baby. And we went and did it, and we both went home, and we were like, total difference. I'm going to keep doing it. So, I love it. I love that we do it together. Yeah, it's like it's glass off the counter. They never run out. Yeah, they're like nobody, no husband comes in here with his wife. So, um, they're like, they love you. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to stay pretty. Versus cosmetic surgery for rejected feature. or whatever. You mean like the way your eyes are too close and they right. squint sometimes? I'm trying to think of like what a rejected feature would be. But I don't I guess know. Like if somebody has a well, metallic nose. Right, but like so delicate. Oh, yeah. 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 we were really working together yet but one couple summers ago like the first summer I moved up here I moved up here January of 2021 and that summer my AC and my car stopped working and I have very high sensitivity for heat and apparently that's something that comes from brain damage too which I have a fractured skull from a while ago so um, apparently heat and that makes sense because the second I get too hot, I shut down completely. Oh. 
one fella just like should be like dripping in sweat and just be like here's this like <laughs> get it together no one ever goes in selling house no one ever goes in god damn no my mom eventually paid for it for me because she was like you can't be that's here you're gonna die yeah. yeah but it was hard that's hard the best thing ever is when i got my tesla you can tell it to stay at a temperature when you leave so I set it to like 70, get out, go show the house, when I come back, it's 70 degrees in the pool. Seriously? Oh, it's amazing. Is it hot? It's just battery powered, so I mean the battery is only running the oh. air conditioner. How does that with the charging and the driving around? This is a whole new conversation. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Side. It's good. I mean, I can drive. You can go to the on track if you want to. I have, if you guys are wanting to check that out. Yeah, and of course you like Sonya and Vanessa. Conscious, a status symbol. Um, you mentioned, I mentioned accolades, or maybe you mentioned accolades. Yeah. My whole basement is wall to wall of every award. Um, I have a letter from every governor of Do every you? state that I served in. So, you know, this is funny because I think we have some similar behaviors, mm -hmm. but. Like drinking? Yeah. Anyway, we've got to finish this one. Yeah, yeah. Let's try that one. Let's, okay, let's, you got to try that one. Is that bad? I hate chug. No, chug, chug. Oh, my gosh. I had breakfast, so I looked up. God, that was hard chug. I hate Damn. it. I hate it. That's your bird's nest. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I used to record at my house. I know. Oh, my roommates were going to be getting ready for work, so I was like, I don't, because I don't want them to have to tiptoe around, and it's just weird recording. Yeah, yeah. But it's perfect, and I'll show you a, did I show you the video of me and Ron? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that. Oh, so, did she tell you that when she told me about the bird nest, and your nickname was Sparky. Bird. Birdie, and I was like, your name and your grandma is going to be Birdie. no way in hell I'm making sense right yeah, now. Yeah. And then I listened to it again and I was like, we sound articulate as fuck. I was driving. <laughs> 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 I was like, 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 I was
any accolades. Yeah. Is that right? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because I think you want to, what was your thing? Your basic desire? To have an identity?
But like, it's not even that tight. I mean, it, it's an E10. It's so so tiny. But like, it's not like that. Like, like, drive at there. that point, you were like 25, 30 miles an hour going up this hill, like to keep the engine from like. I know, but it's like so big. Yeah, it's, yeah, it handles pretty well, surprisingly. But I'm already seeing. Goes go back to my point. Like, I'm never. That's that's a downfall of a three, I guess. I'm never happy. Mm-hmm. I always am looking like, well, what's that person have that I don't have? Sure. And then that status symbol. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I keep on thinking about the, the... The Tesla drives great, though. <laughs> so my 2004 Acura with 310,000 miles on it. Nice. Um, that looks nice. like a 2004 Acura with 310,000 miles on it. Which I've told you that I'm embarrassed by my car and I park away from my showing so people don't see what I'm driving. Yeah. that you're not um, materialistic. And he's like, what's this one? And I was like, this one's pretty sweet. It was very helpful because it changed the way I thought about that. So you don't project that type of thing onto other people, which is, I think, very important. It was just a backhanded, sarcastic (laughs) slight. And I think he's been drinking. Was this at the podcast? No, that was... He said it to me in passing because I was... I was was just... Trying to make you feel better. No, no, but it it hurt. It hurt. But I think that's something that you can credit yourself on is that you don't project that onto other people. And I think that's a, I think that's a great. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah that's because I, I actually had one agent. You just hold yourself I was in that. Washington. Yeah, and she showed up and she had a Range Rover, and she and I immediately envisioned like what this person was going to be. Uh huh. And she wasn't. She got out. She had the huge high heels on. Not that there's anything wrong, but you like you could just feel this whole demeanor coming off of her. And she, we ended up letting her go because I was like, I, I can't deal. Oh, she she was gonna work. She was gonna be our realtor in Washington State, and she showed up. Highly, highly recommended. And she just showed up, and I was like, you have no idea what it's like to be young enlisted. Two young kids, like a lot of money, making sixty thousand a year, like. This is not gonna fit. I mean, you know, like the the designer bag and all this. I mean, great for. I'm good. I mean, on one hand, it shows they're doing well and they're established and they're disciplined and they, you know, their finances are in good order. And I want that, but but it doesn't actually mean their finances. It doesn't. It doesn't. It It may mean that they're in a ton of debt just to look like they have money. Well, Uh, there was one time I showed up to a thing and my wife bought me a 
very nice, very expensive watch okay. for my retirement. Okay. Um, and I was dressed up nicely, and I had my loafers on, and I pulled up in the Tesla, and I was like, yep, I overdid it here. I definitely overshot that mark. Okay. Um, well, thank you. Well, I'll take my car. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mine. Well, maybe that's why this fire Past couple clients have fired me, actually. Oh. Yeah. I got let go this morning. How was that for you? Uh, How was that experience? I'm very much a people pleaser. Yeah. And I want to be, you know. That's uh, awesome. This hits me a little deep. Yeah. Um, but I'm a vision of success. I, I immediately had to shift that to, okay, yeah, I'm, the pipeline's a little dry. But for the first time, I can actually go do something. Yeah. Um, I got my McDonald's stuff that's keeping me busy. Good. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to enjoy the freaking And that's, 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 that's such a great... I'm really happy. And now it's not just Ron. It's Ron. It's Riley. It's Steve, who you've met. He's yeah. licensed. Um, so we're kind of... I need to get together with Steve. You do. Um, I think that that's a beautiful way to look at it. And it's so true. I think especially in this business... It's sort of like, you know, feast or famine, yeah. up and down and up and down, and you have to take those times and, like, enjoy it. Spend yeah. extra time with your family, because if things go crazy, you're making ton of money, but you're going around yeah. with a bad person. Well, and that's, that's what it's been since, yeah. since the start. You know, sure. Been, uh, you know. So, yeah, I was like, well, let go. It hurts a little bit, digs in a little bit, and I'm like... But you just also got to go spend a bunch of time with your family out right. in the wilderness. Yes, that was really nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, the kids aren't as excited about camping as I am. Well, I love camping. I love we did tent camping. We did tents and mattresses. Yes, that's how we did it. I do hammock tent. And my dad, my brother does the hammock. Bedshed, and he loves the hammock. You told me about him. Yeah, y'all are like middle child. Kind of yeah. yeah. He, um. Is he single? I actually think he's single, but he's 20 years older than I am. I think he's supposed to be. Well, that's an old soul. Don't let the age play your shit. This is actually hilarious. I'm not giving myself any, I'm not putting myself in the box. Are you possibilities? In this possibility? Yeah. Yeah. Where does he live? Mississippi. Oh, he wants to move. He wants to move. Yeah. I'm here. Oh, hell no. He wants to be, I think he wants to be a brave. Yeah. Like, he wants to be, no, he wants to be, like, in nature. Mm-hmm. Hiking, canoeing. If he's a field guy. He's a field guy. Whatever. That's what I mean. He wants to live when you, like... I'll probably, eventually, I'll probably go back to Southwest Virginia just because the Blue Ridge Mountains feel so deeply like home to me. Oh. But I need to be elsewhere for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, that's how I felt about New York, for sure. Mm-hmm. I had to go. I had to go. I felt like such a deep, yeah, draw. Yeah. Like you had yeah. to go. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you why exactly. I think in a way I wanted to be anonymous. Yeah. Like coming from a small town, y'all can both understand this yes. probably. Like yeah, I can tell you why. Sorry. Where? What? Where? The small town in New York. No, like New York. Oh God, I that feeling of I loved it. Anonymity. I yes. Is that right? Anonymity. 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 Anonym
walking down the street and knowing no one knows me and I don't know them, I loved it. Yeah. It felt so comforting. See, when I get that feeling... That's weird, but I get it. When I get that feeling and no one, no judgment, no no expectations, no one has a thought about me, felt so freeing. I'm going to think of my weirdest, most absolute, like, insane version of myself when I know nobody's ever, I'm never going to see these people again. Because people in New York become the weirdest, most insane versions of themselves, 1,000%. What you feel like... (laughs) Yes, no one has limits. It's like bananas. I also went like three times when I was like 17 for like a film competition and choir and stuff like that. So me at 17 was also significantly weirder than I Sure. Yeah. I decided to move there and had never been before. Wow. Had never been. Where did you live? So Rachel and I first lived um, in the financial district. We lived on um, this guy, Brian, who then sat behind me in accounting. Or I sat behind him, I think, in accounting. Anyway, he moved to New York, and Facebook was, like, new. Mm-hmm. And we had Facebook, but you could only sign up with a .edu email address and only connect with people at your college. Wow. Like, oh, really? Yeah, in the olden days. Mm-hmm. And... I decided that Brian moved to live, and Rachel and I decided to move, and I was like, hey, I mean, I really do not know him very well. I was from the next town over, and we had some, whatever. I was like, Rachel and I are moving up there, like, uh, we're going to come visit the week of Thanksgiving, because we were like, I guess we should go visit if we're going to move up there. And are you going to be around? And he was like, actually, I'm going home, but y'all can stay in my apartment. And we were like, amazing! So, but then we still didn't see him, and then when we decided to move up there without jobs and any money, he said, no, you can live in my, in my, you can live with me. It was like a 400 square foot studio, and our air mattress that we shared <laughs> fit just between his bed and the wall. That is so neat. We switched mattresses like so much and slept in it together, and then we put it up against the wall during the day, and we did this for almost six months. And we lived with Brian, and like Rachel had this long distance boyfriend, she would go down the hallway and talk to him on the phone, and Brian and I would be like, turn the light, turn the lights, turn the lights, yeah, turn the bed, I got bed mattresses, we even had books. Yeah, it was so crazy. And then we got jobs, and we got an apartment on the Upper East Side, Okay. 95th and 3rd, um, a building called Normandy, but every, it was known for like kids coming straight from college all just moved into this building. So the nickname of it was Dormandy. <laughs> so we lived in Normandy and it was like not very nice, but it was a dormant building. And we had what's called in New York a one room divided. So it's just a one room of room bedroom. But what they do is they take the living room, I think it's the living room. Yeah, they take the living room, there's a bedroom, a real bedroom. Then you take the living room and put a wall down the middle and divide it in half and make a second bedroom. Mm-hmm. And a tiny little living room. Mm-hmm. And so, and then they charge you a craft all night. Yeah. So then we lived oh, there, and then I lived in Brooklyn, in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, the last summer. Hmm. I lived in a little, I lived in a studio in the Mosaic when I first moved. Oh, yeah. I will never do that again. Okay. I cannot deal with that little amount of space. Yeah. I try to separate, like, my energies 
friends, you know what I mean? And that absolutely destroyed that ability. Yeah, I also lived with my boyfriend at the time and two cats. Ooh, that was a lot. But probably easier than keep cats. Honestly, for the longest of time, I don't remember any negative feeling towards our dogs. I mean, I just remember us being fun. Wow. But then once we had the apartment, I always had my own room. But I had friends who were like three and four to a room, like double bunk beds. Just, and I think, I wish I had done that. They probably had so much more money than I did, but I, I like having my own room. Yeah. You know? I can't. I can't sleep with it. I mean, I've done it. I can't sleep with other people around. Mm -mm. No, seriously. The talking, the dog. Right, the dog order. I'm first. Of? Two. Two. Yeah, Yeah, you have the baby. (gasps) I I got baby vibes too. Okay. Are (laughs) this? No. What? I used to be on the Rejected features? This is fascinating. We're the oldest. We talked about this. I'm perfect. Yeah. You're the oldest. You're the oldest. I'm the youngest. Oh. And we're sitting in our year too, which is great. I love both. Wait, there's somebody else. I'm going to put myself in the middle here. Yeah. So, yeah. Youngest of how many? Three. Okay. Three. 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 And I like to have my own things. My husband makes fun of me because I don't really want to like share food. My friends also make fun of me for this because we're all going to share our own bath. We know we don't like to share. Just like when I know that I am going to get away my heart. <laughs> well, mine was downstairs. <laughs> mine was I always had everything first. It was mine when the sibling came along. I still remember my grandparents' house only had one spare bedroom. And so I always had the bed. Right? And then when she came along, they were like, well, then you can sleep in a sleeping bag on the floor. Right. So she slept on a sleeping bag on the floor. From the time she was like four or five years old. She never got the bed. And it's still mine. I'm not giving that up. This is this is what's wrong with this person. It's absolutely not. I love her in one night. She's never gonna leave. I she can't taste the finer things in life. No more. Have you ever sat in first class? Don't go back. Yeah, once. Oh my god. I was at Harvard. Okay, guys. On, she can get beards, dude. On that note, I go to Kansas City once a month for the yeah. interview. I, I've been going all over the freaking place. How's it going? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's been good. Um, but the point of this is I have so many frequent flyer miles now, and my status is so elevated, I get first-class upgrades on every single flight. Everywhere I go, first-class. Do you love it? Oh, my God. If, if I... What do you, do you get a drink? You get... What do you order? Uh, usually Jack and Diet Coke. Okay. Um, so my flight to Kansas City, because it's two and a half hours, you get a whole meal. So, I mean, they come out, they give you, <laughs> first of all, they bring you, like, a hot towel. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you get warm. Wait, first of all, you have, like, like room. Oh, room, 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 room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they bring out, like, this mixed thing of, you know, cashews and almonds and mm-hmm. peanuts and all that. Warm. Appetizer. And you have a drink before you even taxi, by yeah, the way. Yeah. And then, you know, they eat airborne, they ask what meal you want, they bring around snacks after the peanuts, then you have the meal. I usually average three drinks on a two and a half hour flight. Um, bags are free. Priority check in. It's amazing. So my wife has even a baby. We have tried to upgrade to first class when she flies with me before I had all the, the miles. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, we, we have, we used to always try to get We're talking about Ron's, Ron's fancy wife. Oh, fancy. I mean, and every time that I would book a flight with her in first class, the flight would cancel, delay. Oh, 
first class and recall. I mean, it was always something, right? And now I go every single month, first class. And so we won Vegas in November? We won Vegas. So the McDonald's company that I, the McDonald's family that I'm working for is doing their big, um, their big corporate thing, or their big thing where they sort of take out the general managers, directors, supervisors, and they want us to come out. So I was like, well, that ticket's already paid for, so I'll just buy yeah. some one. We're just going to go spend a couple days out there. Yeah. So right now, I always book into the main economy. So and that's the main. You get upgraded. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm almost the highest level to get upgraded. So it almost always that's happens. That's how Fantasy Flies. That's American. That's how Fantasy Flies. How about that nice American lounge at Reagan? Do you ever fly out of there? I don't, I don't actually don't have Admiral's Lounge. Oh, there's a new Admiral's Lounge at, at Reagan, and it is nice. But Admiral's Lounge is like 700 a year. Yeah, we pay for that. Okay, I'll call it a business write-off. I think that's what Susie does, because you know, if you ever have to buy airline food, I mean, you're getting your flight food, but he was like sometimes connecting, because so, like, he had to go to Omaha a couple of times, so he was connecting and stuck in airports, and... Now when we travel with the family, we just go in the lounge. I mean, like, why do you drink? Because actually, even as your status upgrades, your cost of the yeah. lounge comes down. And we ended up doing, like, the American credit card so yeah. we can, like, get the flights. Yeah. We're, like, all in. Oh, it was, it was amazing. I mean, so when we booked the ticket, she's with me on the ticket. So, up, you know, so she the gets the upgrade. Now I'm watching like a hawk by every week I check at 70. Do you still live there? Yeah. Okay. Because if it gets down to the point where the seats are getting full. And You're I just going to upgrade. I'll probably just upgrade with miles or something like that. I yeah. just checked this morning and I have like 100. You know what? Sam, I hope you're listening right now. Do you have any signs to be in first class? I want this for you. Uh, I want this for you. Yeah, okay. To see how the other half lives. Yeah. It's cushy. Oh, it's, you can't walk past first class now and not be like, damn it. <laughs> but honestly, I almost, I mean, I don't mind that. I think if you get into that mindset, well, no, I mean, I think if you get into the mindset of realizing, like, the, this is not the right ending, but the more you succeed, you can do the things that make your life simpler, more enjoyable, less stressful, you show up more relaxed, more rested, more drunk, whatever it is, right? That's the thing. Like, if you show up and you're just like, you know, and you get off that plane in such a better mood. I think it's like capitalism at its finest. This is the American way. Capitalism yeah. really popped up today. Have you heard that? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
this woman Susan Sugo has a podcast and she teaches like about the Enneagram and she talks about like it's it's recognizing that let's say nine people are in the room and there are nine different types they're looking at the situation from nine different viewpoints I think a lot of the value it's in yourself but also just understanding where someone else is coming from um or that like you know well it's good to know that like if ever there was something that I had to like we need to have a hard conversation about now I know like Riley needs 24 hours to have her processing time mm-hmm. you like just like no I mean seriously no yeah I'm using you like it's just you know or I can be super reactive myself 1000% but just that um, framework for understanding other people mm-hmm. I think is super helpful and provides a lot of empathy yeah yeah I think yeah, go ahead. And I just say, I mean, I think all of this, most of this, I think you know about yourself, whether you admit it or not. What I find interesting is the numbers I should go to when I'm in that stressful yeah. moment. And I wanted to talk about that because your stress is my number. Mm-hmm. Your one? No, no, and your one, which we pr- oh. we printed off as one and your three. Yeah, three is my primary. So nine is my stress person. Yeah, but one's a close and a four is my. Yeah, so you say that you're a perfectionist. So a one would never cut a corner. So I used to be. But in, a three wants the result and is willing to cut a corner because the end result is the priority. That's what I have moved. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. in my in my heyday, I was very much a it has to be absolutely perfect, and I was an instructor, so it was sure. very regimented. That caused a lot of issues, and I'm definitely a three now. The more that I read it. Yeah. I kind of I kind of like that because you. And you say you can't change numbers, but. I know, but I wasn't going to mention that. But, I mean, <laughs> when, when you, like, needed my help was when you were overwhelmed with, with work and everything. So I think that's cool that it mm-hmm. shows that, because also if you were, if you used to be a one or you lean more towards one side. Yeah. Um, doesn't that make sense? Well, like, if you're a perfectionist and you lean towards a creative type when you're stressed to yeah. fill in that gap. When I've learned the things that I'm good at and the things that I would never do, and we talk about that a lot, I mean, but you do the handwritten notes, you do all the designing, that is not me at all. I like it. Mm-hmm. I could probably put it on paper as part of our business plan. Sure. I'm never going to do it. Yeah. Because I just don't enjoy it. It's a time burner to me where I could be out networking and doing other stuff. So I have to have somebody who likes it. Sure. Um, and I think that's why we work well together because it's very much a, she enjoys the things that I despise. And so I lean heavily. It's such a great yeah. team. Yeah. I don't need 13 quarterbacks, right? I need I need a bit of every You need a linebacker. I need a linebacker with three redacted features. <laughs> Mom, can you call this podcast Rejected Features? I might. I might. Have you accepted a rejected feature? I accept you. There's a link for a uh, good plastic surgeon in the area. Yeah, you might. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
older generation love? I mean, we can we can label it that. Grandmother get old and she just aged so beautiful. And I was like, that's good news for you. I'm like, and my mom, everybody thinks she's 10 years younger than she is. <laughs> she is adorable. I wouldn't say she necessarily looks younger than she is, but she's very, she's such a great example. She's super fit, extremely active, strong. She does like push ups and crunches every morning and stretches. And she's tiny mother. She's strong and fit. She's not type A. Those are things that are important to her. Yeah. And I I love that. My mom's yeah, like she's amazing. She still walk runs half marathons. Really? She's Sixty-eight. Wow. Yeah, she's like a badass. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. I barely made it four miles today. Yeah. Stop and walk twice because that's okay. We don't do this much of a lot of weight oh, yeah. week. I, I know. I know. Don't I did on stage yesterday and my legs were so sore. I used to be an arch there early too. Yeah. My plantar fasciitis is coming back. <gasps> Blonde. Did you put the super feet in? I did, it? but I took them out. Don't do it. Linda, I had been using them and everything was great. And then I got confident. I had to get a new pair of shoes. I was like, oh, I'm going to go with that same pair. So I need to put the super feet back in. And just over the course of like two months, I was like, man, it's coming back. I went for a run. I'm like, oh, it's back. Motherfucker. And motherfucker. So took some more time off. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it this morning. So I put the super feet back in. Um, I, I used to run 150 miles a month. I can't make it a mile and I'm dying. Well, so, you got to wear those gloves. I got to wear my gloves. Oh, cross. What? Oh, I have never put on So now he also has to wear them. And she said, he said, we're so old. This is our conversation. He said, there's like a, a more minimal version for dress shoes. Maybe you can get those for your loafers. Yeah. For your loafers. I want my sister and from growing up and growing a business to grown up. And I put them on the same thing. Yes, you Funny. It's in the way they deliver. Yeah. I love Ryan Reynolds. 
Yeah. I like them. <laughs> um, That's a strong way to end the podcast. I like them. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to ask you one singular question here that we didn't talk about. Who is American Idol season one winner? Go. Kelly Clarkson. Was it this year? Yeah. 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 Um, so this is for anybody. How do you think you can apply this test and your number two business growth? Oh, once here. Yeah, it's funny. If I go back to what I said earlier, I learned. I used to have to keep a sign under my computer that said, "Not everybody is the same color as you," because that was a personality test. Sure. Of compass, I was a gold, which is very um, structured and oriented, and I realized that not everybody's like that, and you, you turn a lot of people away if you only look through your lens, right? And so, I think, this is, I think this is really cool. This is actually one of the most comprehensive ones I've seen because not only does this nail it, but then it shows you find a nine when you're stressed, find a six when you're trying to grow. That's cool, but this level thing, I think is something that I hadn't put together. So I mean, I think just overall you become um, more self-aware you can build a team around you that complements you, that you've got, and you know then who to go to. And ultimately, you know who to avoid in certain scenarios. Because if you can understand what drives them and what what they seek and what they fear, it's like you're taking your little uh, avatar tail. It's like you're hardwired and plugged into them, you know, without HR getting involved. But yeah, this I, I think this stuff is very very helpful because growing a business. Um, is all about the people that make that happen. So for sure. Okay, I will say one clarifying thing because I can see how it would seem like you go to find an actual six or an actual nine. What it what it means is you go to um, the high side, so the healthy side of a six in growth. So you should be looking about a six, and then you go to the low side that you can access through self-awareness and working. You can access. You can. You probably naturally go to a low side of a nine, but there's the option that you could, with awareness, you can choose to be on the healthier side of nine in stress. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. That's yeah, what but that's like a deeper. I mean, I can give you guys a lot of context, and it's like it's not okay. um, obvious on there. But anyway, homework. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just for so much of what we do is interacting with other people, and I mean, just to echo what Ron said, understanding that everyone's coming from a different perspective, and you're not supposed to put the Instagram try to type other people, but people may or may not try to do that anyways. Um, but I think it's just helpful to think about always in general. But everyone's coming at things from a different place and yeah, just like appreciating other points of view and um, where people are coming from. Yeah, I think that the perspective is the big one.
for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay, one last question I have. Okay. And my friends and I did this when we went away. What what is the worst thing someone could say about you? What would be like I can go first. Mine mine so we went around we were trying to go for this weekend. And mine was that someone would think I'm annoying. Okay. I don't think you're annoying. Okay, thank you're you. You're probably one of the least annoying thank people you. I know. <laughs> I haven't yet been annoying. <laughs> yeah, here's yet. Um, like, go with gut instinct. First thing that comes to mind. I'm trying, I'm trying to think about, like, what things people have said to me that have really hurt. I mean, even this morning, that person, you know, the client let me go, and my initial gut reaction was I wasn't enough for them. Mm. Yeah. And that, that's all encompassing. Sure. There's a variety of things, right? That that's a that would be a nail. Yeah. For sure. I think mine would be that I'm either too much for people because mm-hmm. that's usually the when I get like my feelings hurt, it's because I feel like I've been too loud or you know mm-hmm. laughed too loud or whatever the fuck <laughs> or you know covered them up or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, either that or that. Like, people think I'm not, I don't know how to word this, like, emotionally involved, mm-hmm. or that I'm doing things selfishly, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because so much of my personality and, and the way that I view myself is that I consider all the emotions and everybody else's emotions, including mine, too. So I think if that was overlooked, that would be really, yeah, hurtful to me. I think underlining my, if someone thinks I'm annoying, it's also that maybe getting out like they think I'm too or I'm worried I'm too much sometimes mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. yeah well yeah I like I'm the same way no no not about you I'm the same way <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah but I don't find a lot of people annoying either so I have to remind myself that the people that I'm going to bring into my life are going to view other people in a very similar way that I will you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like I give people a lot of leeway. I'm very understanding. I understand that people have hard days and they're not going to always be their, per- their, you know, level one self or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've had people say that, like, I love my laugh and I think that my laugh is, like, something that I really like about myself and I have a lot of awesome compliments, but I have had a couple, and this is not from... I was going to say, like, you actually love your life. No, I know, I know. This is 100% You put 100% in. I do, but it's not as... It's but it's not as good. I, I know... I This is totally fine because I know you well enough to yeah. know this, but I've had people be like, your laugh is really loud. And I'm like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, what do you want me to do? I'm in the middle of such a beautiful thing. Yeah. I'm a person full of joy. Yeah, and everybody recognizes my laugh. Which I think if you seem awesome. goofy, you, you recognize <laughs> I lean into that sometimes, <laughs> yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Like, I love my laugh. Right. It's like, I mean, that's how I know you why you people to my way. Yeah. Yeah. But you are the 22. I do feel like you're leaps and bounds beyond where I was as a, as a 22-year-old. So be encouraged. You definitely are thinking about things and looking at things from such a mature uh, viewpoint. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's good to know. I, I definitely enjoy that reminder because it kind of, I, I feel like I don't do enough a lot in terms of where I want my life to go. So it's good to hear that I'm on track. 
do you feel like people your age exhaust you or do you feel like most people are like at this level no this is actually hilarious because most people that I interact with now are in their 30s <laughs> because like Ron right almost 40 <laughs> because like Ish. I my environment is a lot of people who are you know working and like young business professionals and such um, and I didn't really go to college so I don't have that background either but a lot of times with people my age I'm so exhausted by the constant like I'll probably cut this out by like the constant circles of self deprecation and not being able to get out cycles that they've created for themselves and I'm just this is why the older people say I would never go back to my 20s yeah but I'm enjoying my 20s yeah. for the most part for you because you're you're already at 35 right so you're yeah. like I'm 35 years old but I, I went back to my 20s and I, and I think Sam and I were a little more mature than most as well when did y'all meet like how old were you I was 20 she was 19 and we got married when at 21 and 20 right oh I love that story yes babies yeah I mean, I was 25. That's not that much older, but... Um, everybody said it was because we were going to go overseas. That was the original thing. We didn't have orders yet. We did get orders about four months later. Yeah. Um, everybody tried to talk me out of it in the tower that I worked at. And to this date, I'm the only one that's still married. <laughs> but I got divorced. Yeah. So. Did you... Okay, I saw a statistic. I think I told you this one. Nine, so it's like 50% of couples get divorced. Yeah. If you met before you were 30, it's 90%. Yeah, I believe it. Oh, wow. But, I, I mean, Sam is, I think Sam's like you. Sam was very mature. I mean, um, I don't know I mean, know you grew up with her environment, I think. Yeah, and I don't think I'm mature, but I mean, I still thought, I feel like compared to most guys, I think I'm mean, much more mature. mature, I think. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, conversation, I feel like you are emotionally mature. Yeah, so. I think I do. Um, but I, which is different. I mean, right. yeah, so, so we've been together since, not since. Right, that's what I'm saying. If you read before you're 30, which does not make a shitload of sense. Yeah. My grandma told me never get married until you're 30. This is yeah. growing up. And I said, 30? He said, I promise you at 30, the things you find important in life are different. Yeah. See, life in food, music, especially in spouse. Yeah. But if you think about it, initially, it's all looks, right? That's all yeah. you're interested in. I mean, I like, your life is beautiful. But I'm looking back over, like, when, so my last relationship, which was really my first long-term relationship, my taste of men when I first started dating him versus now, men are boys. I'm not sure if they're men are boys. But like versus now is completely different. Like even physically, you know? And it may change. I also feel like more and more as you get older and there's certain like characteristics that you're looking for and who a person is makes them more attractive. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, and you're going to keep going through that. It's funny oh, yeah. because there's a certain, like, in your own skinness that happens as you get older. As you get older into your 30s, but into your 40s, I have felt it, like, another level of... Arthritis? Not... Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, well, no, like... <laughs> yeah. I can see... Okay, so I saw this. Me and my mom were talking about this a lot because my mom, like me, is...
is a huge feminist and is very into gender studies and stuff like that. Sure. But she was talking about how when, like, there's a huge increase in percentages of divorces after women turn 50, like, the mm-hmm. time after they're 50, because when women go through menopause, they lose the wanting to care for their partner and their children, so they start mm-hmm. to notice all the flaws with their husband and the ways that they're not taking care of themselves, and they find it gross instead of cute, and then they want a divorce. I can assure you that happens to me sometimes. You think for a long time that, like, people are going to change if there's, like, certain things you discover, but then if you're, like, 15, 20 years in and you're and you're thinking, you're sitting there sucking on my motherfucking nerves, yeah. and, like, I don't actually want to live with, with this for 25 minutes. Like, it's such on Riley's arm, it's cool for a little bit, pretty soon that starts to hurt, right? Yeah. It's a bruise. But it, it is like a longevity point of like, if there's something that's really scratching at you, you start to notice it. And then a lot of people don't create long notices because they're like, our kids are going to wait till the kids get out of the house. Lots of people wait to have get divorced yeah. until their kids get out of the house. I mean, this is a whole other conversation. Yeah, I'm Let's go. The world is. I punch when I need. <laughs> I'm your parents. My dad got divorced. Nope, they divorced when I was two years into the military. I you were out of the house. Yeah, I was like, you were young. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. Was that a surprise to you? No. I had a huge time of college where I, first of all, called my mom a lot and was like, I'm so messed up in X, Y, and Z way, all because you and dad. <laughs> this is my relationship, family divorce, and I'm so screwed up. <laughs> and she loved that. This whole thing where I just kept being like, I don't because they were not, they were, there was so much conflict and it was so not good. And I just could not understand why they ever got married to begin with. It was like a real sticking point for me of, I just could not understand it. And I will say, I have had, I don't know like what y'all's belief system is, but I'm like, I would say I'm a, I'm a Christian, I believe in God. And I would say I've had like a lot of like sweet, things that have happened that I feel like are God's like gift to me of moments where I've had like a little view into like a couple of times my parents have both called me within like 30 minutes of each other and like said the exact same thing to me. Yeah that happens to me too. Has that happened to you? Or like they call me and they're telling me about their day and they have the exact same day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you actually do like the same things you just don't get along but I can see how you would have been compatible it took me years to like get there but I think a lot of some people stay married until their kids get out of the house and I think that's almost worse because I mean I don't know what that would feel like but I imagine a sense of like was it all false? My dad told me for a year. This really has turned in a different direction. My dad told me for <laughs> why, years. Why do I do this? I don't know. Why this is so This is love. Like, what are you doing? Dad told me, you know, the only reason we're together is because we want to be together for you guys. But, I mean, it was not good. We won't go into details on here. Yeah, it was not good. Same. And he just went through his second divorce. So My dad also had a second divorce. Yeah, my dad told me when I was back in May, I'll be I'll be alone in this house until the day I die. I'm like, okay, well, just make sure your mortgage is paid off, so I don't have to deal with that shit. Are you really close to an island? Uh, mom moved just across the border into Illinois, but yeah. Okay. Is she really married? She's, yeah, well, she was married in like a year. Okay. Um, so yeah, we've been together the whole time, so that's been 
of yours? Yeah. My parents both remarried, but they were both single for like almost 10 years. And then they both remarried within two months of each other. Wow. And my mom was still married to my stepdad, Frank, and my dad then got divorced and anyway. Then had a long-term girlfriend who loved Jane, who also went to college with him and my mom. Who? <laughs> <laughs> we loved. We loved Jane, and they broke up during COVID, and that was very sad. Mm. Yeah, divorce parents. Really, also has divorced parents. It's a whole thing. I want to know more about why that is biologically, because I think it's really fucked up and rude. not to go by the most time. Don't do it. We're going to give you time to do it once. Don't do it. It's going to be a waste of money. And I always say if you only use an RV once, you'll only use it once. Then every time someone has a flight, which is about every two or three months, we we have a flight night at your house. We want movie nights in the back of Missouri, like, we're from small farm town, eight miles from Missouri, not <laughs> 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 